what I do. Translate culture. Make it possible for our culture to continue to have the significance impact on global fashion it has now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something, the podcast that explores those wardrobe decisions we make every day and educates, empowers, and entertains culturally through fashion history, business, and style, and trends. I am your host, Nicole, a creative bridge builder with a mission to elevate marginalized voices and individuals and the owner of Shop GU, J-I-Y-U. It means freedom, y'all. Last week was a week for gowns because it was the Met Gala, White House Correspondents' Dinner, and that dumb coronation. So there was a lot of fashion and politics to talk about over the next week. But today, I want to chat with y'all about something pretty nerdy and annoying. AI. Yeah, no, not Allen Iverson. I know everyone's in playoff mode. We're talking about artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence has been cooking up for years since we saw our first deep fake years ago and has now hit a tipping point. But first, a mini rant. Last week, my Instagram account was fished, as in P-H-I-S-H, and the help center at Meta, which is no help at all, is a joke, and they have allowed Doga or Can 7, that's D-O-G-A-O-R-C-A-N-7, to take over my personal Instagram completely. And they had the nerve to verify him. He has a little blue check mark that he probably paid $14.99 a month for. But listen, I'm pretty sure there are no human beings reading my reports that my friends and family have made against this person who seems to be living in Turkey. Anyway, that's irrelevant. I even have a screen recording of this man trying to sell my account back to me for $700. No word from Meta yet, but you know, is this our future? Is this our future? And yes, it is. I think it's going to get much, much worse as we hand our lives over to AI via ChatGPT and other platforms leading the charge on AI learning. If you have been under a rock this last month, ChatGPT has exploded as a tool to help you write emails, find restaurants. Hell, it organized my exhaustive list of things to do in LA which was previously a wasteland of restaurants um, and museums. But listen, ChatGPT is an app built by OpenAI. Using the GPT language models, it can answer your questions, write copy, draft emails, hold a conversation, explain code in different programming languages, translate natural language to code, and more, all based on the natural language prompts that we feed it. So, you know, we are helping them. And listen, I have used ChatGPT to write, you know, some difficult emails. And I mean, I am a huge fan. I'm a weird person that just, I'm futuristic, but to a point. I love analog shit and I love a digital assistant, you know, so I'm caught in between because we just, we don't know how to just take an inch. We always have to take a mile. 
And while AI is scary in the sense that it will be smarter than humans by the time you finish this episode, my beef with AI does not start with ChatGPT. What I am pissed about from a fashion perspective is the use of AI models, meaning runway or editorial models, particularly to fulfill diversity quotas. Let me give you an example. Fashion brands like Levi's are having custom AI models created to supplement representation in size, skin tone, and age. Um, The star of Levi's latest campaign looks like any other model, but if you look close, something seems a little off. There's like a shadow between her chin and her neck. It looks all muddled. Um, It looks like a bad attempt at using Facetune. Um, If you look at her fingernails, they appear to be scrubbed clean and uniform in a creepy real doll kind of way. The model is AI generated, a digital rendering of a human being that will start appearing on Levi's e-commerce website later this year. Levi claims AI will not completely replace humans. This is how they get us now. They will not replace us, but will support in the brand's representation of various sizes, skin tones, and ages. When they say supplement, they mean the AI-generated models can be used in conjunction with human models to potentially expand the number of models per product that Levi's is, you know, excited about, where consumers can see more models reflecting any combination of body type, age, size, race, and ethnicity, enabling them to create a more personal and inclusive shopping experience. Um, I am not sure I am excited about this version of inclusion when we can't even hire and pay real black and brown models properly. Like, shouldn't we fix that issue first before plowing ahead with the usage of fake black bodies? Rest in peace, equity. Even more infuriating is the creator of these AI models is black. Michael Musandu is the founder of LaLaLand.ai. Uh, He created the software in part because he struggled to find models who look like him. He was born in Zimbabwe, raised in South Africa, and moved to the Netherlands to study computer science. He thinks any good technologist, instead of complaining about a problem, will build a future where you could actually have this representation. But what about simply hiring a diverse cast of models? He, He agrees that it's not meant to replace models, but it'll allow brands to afford showing off different clothes on as many bodies as possible. It is not feasible for brands to shoot nine models for every single product they have um, because they're not just hiring models, they're hiring photographers, hairstylists, and makeup artists for those models. AI-generated images don't need glam squads, so brands can cut costs um, that they could spend on fake uh, avatars. Now, I don't know. Are brands who generate, for example, black models for pieces where they are only photographed a white human model in the beginning, are they engaging in a kind of digital blackface? Yes. Yes, they are. All blackface is wrong, digital or real. And this is not a new question. There are already digital influencers like Lil Michaela and Shudu, fake avatars with millions of followers on social media. They model Prada, Dior, and Gucci with no idea that their human audience will purchase the pieces. Neither model is white, but both have at least one white creator. White creator means they will be the ones getting paid off of these black and brown images. 
Criticism of Levi's for casting AI models instead of real ones echoes the wave of response Lil Michaela got when she first launched in 2016, or when Shudu made her debut two years ago. Um, Shudu is booked and busy as a black woman, but there isn't a black woman or a black man behind the digital supermodel, meaning there's no black man or woman earning the coins. Shudu is a white man's digital projection of a real black woman. Lil Michaela's creators also filled her fake life with fake events, trying to give her a personality. Calvin Klein apologized for a Pride ad that showed Lil Michaela kissing the real model Bella Hadid. And then a few months later, Lil Michaela came out with a story of experiencing sexual assault in the back of a ride share, and followers accused the creators of making up a traumatic event for clout. Unlike their mortar, mortal counterparts, these models never age. They never gain weight. You know, they are forever young. They're forever 19, making them a hot commodity in a youth-obsessed industry. Y'all remember the fake rapper FN Maka that got a real deal? Um, FN Maka was a rapper created by a white man that got an actual record deal from Capitol Records but was quickly canceled, you know, after dropping the N-word and showing all of these stereotypical black behaviors all under the control of white people. So how long before these models are taking away jobs from real people? Um, There's an advocacy group, it's called the Model Alliance, and they are really concerned about this. They also take calls and tips about this, you know, this phenomenon. Capitalizing on someone else's identity to the exclusion of hiring people who are actually black could be compared to black blackface. Um, the founder of the Model Alliance, Sarah Ziff, said that the New York office hosts a support line where models can call in to discuss things that have made them uncomfortable on set. But lately, the topic of conversation has been AI and specifically body scans, which brands can use to create digital 3D replicas of a model's body. They have received an increasing number of calls from models who, after receiving body scans, found that the rights to their body were being assigned to a company, which meant that they were losing the rights to their own image. If someone scans a model's body, they should be able to charge them every time they use it. You can't make a scan of somebody's body, use their likeness in perpetuity without paying the original model. Look, it's easy to remain pessimistic about the long-term effects this will have on fashion and body image. I can see a future with AI where beauty standards become even more unrealistic because clothing is literally worn by people who aren't real. If you look at the history of how tech has evolved, things like selfie sand filters, it's just its just not super positive. And the practice of benefiting from a proximity to blackness in the digital age without actually having to be black is nothing new. The anonymity and sophistication of tech and the rapidly developing cultures on social media platforms hides the race of people behind seemingly black accounts. Social media accounts use ghetto usernames, stereotypical slang, and more to gain a following adopting AAVE and posting gifts featuring black people to gain a following. Black fishing has only picked up speed in which influencers fake tan and groom themselves to be racially ambiguous and AI generated models are just the clear next step. There is an endless appetite online for black culture and we know 
that what is popular is lucrative. TikTok's popularity has been helped by black creatives who have conceptualized and pushed many of the app's trends in comedy, dance, and music, while the app itself is widely agreed to favor and boost white creators who follow these trends, which leads to more profit for them. We just cannot skip over decades of exclusion, jump over hiring and paying black and brown models fairly, and go straight to paying white creators for black images. But sadly, it seems that's where we're headed for now. And listen, report Doga or Can 7, y'all. And until next time, peace.